Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. It is our great joy to bring you the Word of God so that you can hear it and you can apply it to your life so that you will continue to grow and be faithful in the things of God. As you listen to this message today, ask the Lord to just lead you and guide you and help you so that He can use your life to make a difference in the people that you come in contact with every day. This is our day and this is our hour to be the light of the world so that God can make a difference. At the end of today's message, we're going to give you more information on how to connect with us online and or in person. We'd love to connect with you and help you to grow in the things of God. Now come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's Word. As you grow in your Christian walk with the Lord, things start happening. But things were happening before you got saved as well. But the devil is going to tell you, now look at that, I thought the Lord was supposed to take care of all that for you. No, uh, sometimes you just start uh, getting in your own way. Because when you get saved, your attitude didn't get saved. When you got saved, your interest didn't get saved. Your personality didn't get saved. You got to work on all of that stuff with the Word of God. He said, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So you got saved on Monday, you were still had a bad temper on Tuesday. It just, the Lord just said, I'm going to help you with it. He, he helps with anger management. You don't have to go pay nobody to talk to you in a quiet room with elevator music and then give you some drugs so that it will manage your anger. I could save you the money. Let the Word of God work on you. Be obedient to the Word of God. He'll take care of your anger. But James is saying, and this is something that when you read it, you say, I don't know what he's talking about. Consider it pure joy when I'm going through something. He said, it is the testing of your faith. It is the testing of your faith. Every one of you want to have great faith. Oh, I wish I had faith. Some of you prayed for more faith. Well, you don't have to pray for more faith. You just start believing and trusting God and doing things like the Bible say, you will have faith. Faith is just believing that whatever God says, He will do according to his word, so I'm going to obey his word. And when you start obeying his word, you're going to have some issues. Because his word said, be kind to those who are mean to you. And then you're going to say, well, I know what the Bible says, but I got my mind. I got got good sense. No, you don't. Because the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your good sense. Which means he's saying, you ain't got good sense. You think you got good sense, but he says, my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Don't even try to outthink me because you think you got good sense because you don't know the end from the beginning. So the Bible mentions at least eight purposes for the Lord's allowing trials. Don't you know he allowed trials to come in your life? He wants you to be strong and steadfast. He wants you to be built up. Uh, Solomon said this in the book of Proverbs, as, as silver is tried in the fire to become pure, so God tries the heart. 
Because uh, we, we start thinking that we got it all together. We think that uh, since we've been saved and uh, we've been obedient to the word, we think we got it all together. Then the trials come and the fire come in our heart and we'll find out that we weren't as saved as we thought we were in terms of our actions and that. Yeah, you were still saved, but you're not as sanctified. Let me put it that way. Because that was something that come out of you. You thought, I didn't know that was still in there. Come on, say amen, somebody. You know that happened to you. Yeah, you cussed him before you knew it. And I thought, oh, Lord, I thought that was out. So why does trials come? Number one, to test the strength of our faith. Bringing trials into our life assist us with our spiritual growth and our inventory, our spiritual growth, because we always are going to have to overcome some things that the Lord is trying to work out in our lives. It's this way. Uh, uh, there are things that, um, that are unique to all of us that may be triggers or buttons that can be pushed. And when nobody's pushing that button, we're okay. But God knows I want to get that out of your life. The enemy will come and push that button, and until you get victory in that area, it's going to keep showing up. That might be your trial. Are, are we going to, when things are happening to us, are we going to become bitter or are we going to become better? Are we going to become weaker or are we going to become stronger? No, there's some folks that people are always talking bad about me. And when you have that attitude, guess what you hear when people talk about you? You hear everything that might be negative. And as long as you have that attitude on your job or wherever you are, you always, now you're always on edge. People are always talking bad about me. People are always talking bad about me. People are always talking bad about me. Guess what? People are always going to be talking bad about you until you get to the point where it don't matter. You find you'll write that song, the second verse to that song, talk about me as much as you please. The more you talk, I'm going to bend my knees. That's what the old saints used to say. I'm just going to pray. You can't sticks and stones. I break my bones, but word will never hurt me. The enemy knows that as soon as you hear that, you, he, you get thrown off. Now you don't want to pray. Now you're mad. Now you're angry and all that. So every time he's going to throw that same spear at you until you can get victory over that. You'll call it a trial. I'm going through something, Pastor. I'm going through. I said, well, what happened? Well, I saw a note that somebody said they didn't like me. Oh, okay. You come for counseling for that? But with one person is that, with somebody else is something else. So what is it that always throws you off? The enemy will find that weak spot, and he's going to check and see if you got that taken care of. But, and sometimes it looks like a trial. Are we going to turn around or are we going to go and turn to the Lord? When people begin to go through issues, they have a tendency to separate themselves from worship and separate themselves from God and begin to back off when you're going through. I'll call somebody and say, we haven't seen you at church for, I don't know, it's got to be two or three months. Well, I'm going through something, Pastor. Okay. This is the going through something place. 
That's like your doctor calling you and saying, I haven't, how are you? I've been so sick. I've been so sick. Why well, come you come to the doctor? Because I've been sick. <laughs> well, why haven't you been at church? I'm going through a tough time. Well, this is where we got the answer for tough times right here. We got the answer for your issues right here. Uh, we have prayer all the time. Why don't you come to prayer? Because I'm going through something. I'm saying, all right. But our trials come to test our faith. Where are we? Secondly, they come to humble us and to remind us we cannot accomplish things in our own strength. You go through things and you're going to resolve it all by yourself. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean into your own understandings. In all of thy ways, acknowledge the Lord and he will direct your path. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly and stand in the way of sinners and sit in the seat of scornfuls, but who delight is in the law of the Lord. And he, in his law does he meditate day and night and all he does prosper. God has everything in the word to help you through every situation. So when you're going through, he wants to remind you. You can't do all that on your own. I am your strength. I am your resource. I am your power. And until you can get that, you're going to have to keep going through this by yourself. He wants you to get to the place where all of your trust is in the Lord. All of your trust is in the Lord. Now, he gives us wisdom and knowledge and understanding to do things, but he wants us to do them under his guidance. And when we find ourselves just running away in terms of our own interests and our own desires, the Lord will bring you back into alignment. If you are His and He loves you, He'll bring you back into alignment. Our trials also come to wean us from worldly things. To wean us, the believers, from worldly things things when we are accumulating and running after all the things of the world. The Bible says, love not the world or the things of the world. When our appetite and our interest, the Lord will bring things in our lives to try to get us lined up again. Jesus told this parable in Luke 12, verse 16, and he told them this parable, the ground of a certain rich man produced a good crop. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of good things laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool." This very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? And he said, this is how it will be with anyone who stores up things for himself, but is not rich toward God. Anyone that have this kind of attitude. Now, the problem with this man was that he had eye trouble. Look at what he says. I do. Look at what I, what shall I do? I have no place for my crops. I will tear down my barn. I will store for my grain. I'll say to myself, he had eye trouble. 
And when you have eye trouble, God will work on you to get the eye trouble because it's not about you, it's about him in your life. I'm talking about believers, those who are authentic believers and not counterfeit. If you're going to be real, you're going to have to work through this and you're going to have to decrease. John the Baptist said this, I must decrease so that he can increase. And you have to decrease in your own life. Now, now this is not deciding that, okay, my life is nothing. I'm not going to be anything. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to be blessed. And I'm just going to let God do whatever he wants to do with me. And I'm just going to be terrible. No, it doesn't work that way. Because this is the way God works. When you decrease and he increase, he's in you and he's going to increase you again. He's going to increase you in ways you never have experienced before. He's going to bless you in ways that he's never blessed you before. You just thought you decreased, but you increased. He said, if you want to, if you want to go up, you need to go down. If you want to be more, you got to go low. He said, that's the way I work. This is Jerry G. Martin, and thank you once again for joining us as we have brought the Word of God to you, and we are hopeful that your life has been enriched and that you have been encouraged. It is such a privilege to come to you no matter where you are. You may be in your home or your automobile or your place of business. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can also join us on our website at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. And as always, I invite you to be our guest at The Light of the World. We meet each Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you're in Atasca Cedar, Kingwood, Summerwood, Fall Creek, North Houston, Northeast Houston, you're in our neighborhood. Come and be our guest. I want to remind you that the Beacon Christian Bookstore is located right here on our campus. Almost every Christian bookstore in our city has closed, but we have an inventory of Bibles, communion supplies, Sunday school books, offering envelopes, study materials, or whatever you might need. Call the Beacon at 281 481-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.